superstar. He is an absolute superstar. Tom Mitchell hits at the back. Cripps is too good. Neil, 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 yes! Oh, how good was that? All right, boys. The last time we saw each other was in OKC. Cripper, you were driving around Josh's Corvette, almost crashed it. We haven't told you that yet, but that's another story. But, mate, good to have you back home. How are you feeling? Great. Great to be back. It's been about a year since I'm home, so uh, it's great to be back. 100%, mate. So, uh, mate, we're pumped to have you back. Some uh, some cool things coming up. But let's first recap your season because you must be so pumped with how it unfolded, especially, you know, making the play-in tournament. And this your first game was unbelievable. So talk us, about, talk us through the season as a whole and sort of how you've improved it yet. Yeah, um, obviously, you know, People's expectations of us coming into the year were not anywhere near where we, you know, got to to the playing tournament. Um, so we obviously exceeded them, but I think um, for a young group, you know, it's, it's important to not get, you know, detracted by, you know, the outside noise. I think our team did a good job at that. Um, obviously going to the playing, and we had we came off such a high, you know, in New Orleans. Uh, we, we got them there, and then uh, went to Minnesota. And I think you just seize what uh, an experienced team like that that's been in that position, um, and they smashed us, you know, in that second playing game. So. Uh, obviously a tough way to win the year, but you know how it goes, and hopefully we're back there for many more years. Do you want to read this for me, Crit? Read that. Who do you got? Points scored in first career NBA postseason game. You'd have seen this, wouldn't you? So we Giannis, This just popped up before. So Yardis ten. You scored thirty-one in your first official postseason game, which was the one against the Pelicans, obviously. AI, which is the most ever. Next in line, read the read the names out. Iverson thirty, Durant twenty-four, Shaq twenty-four, MJ twenty-three, Steph nineteen. Playing game. Larry Bird, 15, Magic. I, the last, I was going to say, the last time we uh, we all caught up was actually the WWE, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so we were in OKC and then we are doing a bit of a, a shoot at the uh, facility and the WWE rolled in, so. Who were the big fighters then that night? Because I remember I went out, it was off-season, I went out to get us some hot chips and I missed the best fight. Yeah. It was um, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, yeah. He got put through a table, didn't he? Yeah. Now, I remember you saying that, like, um, because we came and watched, uh, was it, no, we didn't watch, no, we came back a week later and watched, uh, um, I think you guys started the season 0-2 oh and, and you were saying how like you you expecting sort of to rise up the ranks. So um, to make the plane, that must have been an awesome experience. But um, talking about like New Orleans versus Timberwolves, so you reckon the difference was they just had that experience where um, went up? For us, you know, such a big win in New Orleans, I think, we're on such a high, but then we had to come in and play another game. Uh, I guess the teams that had been in playoff series before that had, you know, multiple guys that um, played in those type of big games, and um, we just, we weren't ready for it. Um, I mean, we, we started the game slow, and, you know, the league kind of kept getting longer and longer, and by the third quarter, they got up by 30 and uh, blew the game out. But, uh, I mean, it sucks to end the season that way, but um, it's also good to, you know, come back here. Sure. And you've obviously a pretty young team, um, and the future's going to be pretty scary, so I'm sure how many first-round picks you're coming. You've got a fair few years. So, 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 how do you reckon? Yeah, I know you're not the GM, but do you reckon like yeah, you trade for a star or like because because you, you know how the, the cap works? There's only so many young guys yeah, yeah. max. Like, what do you reckon? I know you pretty can't. We well, all get yeah. the max, so let's just <laughs> leave you out of the trade. I it's interesting because we because we do have so many picks, and it, it eventually gets to a point when you're rebuilding where you don't want to keep drafting young guys. So. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm not the GM, so I'm not going to decide, <laughs> but, um, Sam Presti, the, our GM is probably the best in the business. So, um, you know, whatever he decides to do, you probably trust him with, but yeah. Yeah. And what about Shai? Is it Shai or Shay? Shay. 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 Shay's obviously, you know, the one that's 
everyone knew he was good, but whether they knew he was this good and mm. you played in the backcourt alongside him every game. Um, we'll get to his uh, his, his off-court stuff soon. But, like, how, how does he prepare? How has he done what he's done this year? Because he's arguably top five player in the league this year. Yeah, he was great. Um, I mean, he, he was, like, a borderline all-star last year and took another big jump this year. Um, you know, I think no one expected him – um, to take you know this big of a jump, we knew he was going to keep getting better. But um, to go where from you know borderline all star to one of the best players in the league, um, he he was great. Led us to the playing game this year, so um, he carried a big part of the offensive load and, and what we did this year. So um, and he's still 25 years old, so he's still a young guy. Um, and yeah, you know he, he's going to be obviously a massive part of you know the future in OKC. Yeah. What about your own game? Like you're, you know, every year you, you elevate. I reckon, like as the year went on, it looked like you kept getting more comfortable and you're yeah. some big, big stat lines. Like, what do you focus on going into the season? Anything you've changed in season, or just keep building sort of good habits? Yeah, I mean that that's important. When you when you play 82 games, it's it's like easy to you know you have a bad game, you have a good game, so it's easy to kind of get caught in the highs and lows. But um, if you just you know put the put the previous game in the past and, and move forward, I think. That's the best way I found out. I think in my rookie year, I was so worried about you know, what people were thinking of me. And you know, I get on social media and people are writing on Twitter and I'm getting, Giddy's I'm checking a, my- Giddy's a bust. Yeah, I'm checking my <laughs> DM requests and getting you know, abused by people who have money on the game or have money on your points you know, over under. So um, I was worried about all that stuff my rookie year, but this year I kind of put all that stuff out. And um, you know, the more games you play, you get more comfortable and get naturally better. Yeah. Keen to ask you about a little off-court one. So everyone in Australia loves when you guys get kitted up and you walk to the games, how mm. that whole process actually works. I've actually asked you. So, yeah. did it, so Shay, for example, he, I assume he's got like a stylus or something. No, he doesn't. He does it all himself. He does it himself. And then what about you? You just hit up bloody Balenciaga or something <laughs> and say, I need a new thread for this game. Well, I've got, there's people, there's different people around the league that like help get you clothes and things like that. But yeah. in terms of putting outfits together, um, I do it myself. Sometimes my friends help me yeah. uh, put stuff together. But um, no, I mean, I have people that get me different clothes, but. Nah, and fashion's a big part of the NBA. You yeah, know, guys have got really into it. So, um, for my rookie, I didn't really care about it, but this year I got more into it. The um, was it All Star Weekend? That was probably my favorite. The pick of the bunch. You had the, uh, the pink suit on. Oh yeah, the pink one. That was we're in the snow, so it went it went well with the bright white snow. Yeah, and I feel like LA is probably the next place you got to dress up in. Exactly, LA. All the big cities: LA, Miami, yeah. York. So, so do, you, do any of the boys rip into you? Like, if you have like a kit, they don't run. Nah, like, that's the thing. So it's not really like that. It's Aussie culture. Yeah. Do you boys dress up for games? Nah, we're not allowed. Not really, you have to wear the team stuff. But the only time we did it was the AFLX. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 feathers. My feet feathers. That's why I'm wearing the hat. Your feathers under it. Now, what I was going to ask. It was probably a big moment. You'd have been asked to heat, but you're lucky enough to play in the game where LeBron. Broke mm. the, uh, yeah, the points that. record. Like, I remember yeah. watching that live. It was, that would have been crazy, eh? Like, um, there's a bit of carry on afterwards, but um, yeah, what was that like? Yeah, they they told us pre-game that um, if you did it within the first, I think, w w if it was before two minutes to go in the last quarter, they were going to stop the game and have like a ceremony. And he did it right before the end of the third quarter, and um, he scored the bucket, and you know he started like celebrating, and his family came on, and obviously all the media cameras came on, and there was like a 20 minute break in the yeah. game, so. We were standing there just waiting around, and obviously, you know, it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing where that happens. But, um, yeah, I mean, and then he, he broke the record, and I don't think he played after that. And it was, a, you know, it was a close game, but he, he didn't come back on, and we ended up winning that game. But um, it, was a, it was a cool experience, I mean, to see those celebrities everywhere. Um, so it was, it was a cool night. So you were right near him when he made the shot, too. You yeah, I was, I was 
he was he was in the middle the, the top of the key and I was you know right next to him yeah. on the elbow so I was thinking about going to Dublin and kind yeah, of ruining it but maybe famous just for being on the floor. yeah exactly I was in the photos and everything so yeah, it looked good cool. that's cool so what was it like when you're sitting around waiting like he's sort of sitting there like the competitive juice of flowing we're like oh, I'm just going to keep winning or you're just like hey, this is the yeah a bit of both I mean um, obviously you're in the middle of a game so it's hard to just stop but um, at the same time we, we knew coming in that um, that we're going to have a ceremony and everything for him and then Kareem comes on, Adam Silver comes out there. Um, they're talking, and it, it's a weird thing because it's never happened before. But um, no, nah, I mean, you're trying to get back out there, start playing as quick as you can. But I mean, it was a big, big night, obviously. Because I can like it. You're either like a Kobe man or you're a LeBron man. Like, yeah. yeah. I was a LeBron guy growing yeah. up. I was a big LeBron guy. Yeah. You, you mentioned the yeah. You mentioned the celebrities as well. Like you would have come across a ton now that you're in the NBA. Like you know, it, it feels like they're courtside to every game. Who would be your top three people who you've come across, whether they're sport, sporting people, athletes, non-athletes? Yeah. They're just like, that's a bit of a flex. I've met this yeah. person. Give us your top three. Uh, the, I've met. She's, I, I mean, a lot of the celebrities that are in LA in the big cities, you don't meet, but I'd say the biggest one that was at, we had uh, Drake was in one of our games in Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't play that game. though. It was the one time. I'm, I'm a huge Drake fan, and Drake. he was in OKC, and uh, I was sick that night, so I didn't play, and I wasn't there, so... I didn't get seen, but when you go to LA, New York, Miami, it's it's just like packed out with celebs. Like uh, in in Miami, like um, Floyd came in like uh, during the second quarter, I think, and he had like this big entourage with him, and they were all sitting courtside, and um, it's a big deal, you know, over there, especially in the big cities. And um, but I mean, you get used to it. You see him so often, and um, at the start, you're a bit you know starstruck playing in front of all these big people, but um, you know, once you get into it, you, you see him all the time. And what is your favorite city? Like, where do you like? Obviously, you guys are on the road so much. Where do you like to go? Because you get, get a little bit of downtime, I guess? Yeah, a bit. I mean, we tend to stay, if you're in the, the better cities, uh, we tend to stay overnight. So if we're playing in like LA, typically we'll play the Lakers and the Clippers while we're there. So you get a you know four or five days. If you're in New York, you play Brooklyn and New York. So uh, the NBA is good with that. But if you're in a city like Detroit or something, you play and you fly out that night. So you don't hang around in those type of cities. But the good ones, they give us a bit of leeway and we stay there. Yeah, We'd like playing 82 games. There'd be nights where you just like, you know, it's like any job. There'd be nights where you're like, I can't be bothered tonight, eh? Like, yeah, all the time. Yeah. Uh, not, not all the time, but um, especially I think when you're playing, um, well, it's hard for us to say because I guess last year we probably were that team that teams, when you're playing teams that aren't great, you know, it's hard to get, you know, up for. And, um, but when you're playing against, you know, the, the top teams yeah. and, uh, it's easy to get excited for those type of games. So, but you've got to find a way to kind of get up for those those games where you know you don't want to. And especially in the middle of the year, you've played 50 games and still 30 left, and you know you just want the postseason to come around. And um, it is draining. But you've got to find a way to get up for those you know teams you don't really want to. And it'd be different, like playing like you'd play high minutes just because you're a starter versus a guy that's like you know playing you know part time like you know, yeah. 10 minutes. Like the fatigue levels would be different, eh? Like, yeah, it, they would. I mean, you're playing so much, but you're also not practicing much, so it's yeah. kind of trades off a little bit. So when you like, I couldn't imagine playing a game, traveling, playing a back to back off no sleep. Mm. Like you mentioned last time I saw you, like you're landing in cities in the middle of the night. Like that's a challenge in itself. It is. We fatigue levels. Oh yeah. We played, uh, we played Boston at our house and we beat them. We, we smashed them uh, by like 30 or something. And we broke like our scoring record and we scored 150 points, whatever. And we flew to Orlando on a back to back and we landed at, I think four or 5am and we had to play that night and, Orlando, who was, you know, one of the bottom teams in the league, they smashed us that night. So yeah. it just goes to show, you know, how um, how any night, you know, anyone could beat anybody and um, the back-to-backs are tough. Yeah, 100%. How do you go now? Like, what playoffs still on? Do you, do you tune in and watch or are you more like remove yourself? I do I do tune in, but it's different watching now that, you, you know, you're in the NBA opposed to when I was a fan um, and I was like you know, in the NBL and things like that. 
Um, and it's different watching it now because, you know, you want to be there. And we were one game away from playing right now yeah, in Denver. Yeah. So it is different now. But, um, you know, I do still watch it. But uh, it's harder to watch, you know, when you're actually in the NBA. Who's your Who's Who's going to get to the Phoenix. Yeah. Phoenix. You think the Suns will win? Yeah. Well, let's go through all the matchups. So you think Suns for the chip? Yeah. MVP? Kevin Durant. You think finals MVP or MVP uh, of the league? No, let's go MVP of the league. I think I think Embiid will win it. Yeah. And you think he should win it or you think someone else should win it? Giannis should win it, shouldn't he? Oh, I think Jokic should win it. Back to but back to back. Yeah, I, mean, I, think, I, I don't think he will. Voters fatigue. Yeah, I think I'll give it to Embiid. Embiid's been good. I mean, he, he will deserve it if he gets it. But, um, I mean, if it was me voting or deciding, yeah. I'd, I'd pick Jokic. So why do you say the Suns win it? What's like your experience I mean, in playing against them that yeah, makes I mean, you think they're going to win? I think, you know, you take away Chris Paul, they got Booker, you take him away, they got Kate. They got so many weapons to go to. DeAndre Ayton. Um, those guys have been there, they've played in championship games, so I mean they know what it takes to get it done and they got a very good crew. What who comes out of the East? I think Boston. Especially if I mean if it, well, you know, Giannis is out obviously not playing right now, but I think if the Bucks get healthy, I think it'll eventually be Bucks, Boston in the East finals, but I think Boston will come out of there. And who do you think Phoenix play in the conference finals? I think the winner of um, the winner of Sacramento and uh, Golden State. Really? I think the winner of that series will. Jack the Lakers get it done or? Ah, uh, nah. I think Memphis will win that series as well. Yeah, right. I feel like they've added a lot of. Well, you know, you're the one to ask, but they've added a lot of pieces at the right time. Like their record in the last month is as good as anyone. LA. Yeah, LA. yeah, they've been good since yeah. the trade deadline. I think they were really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, interesting, like the different view when someone's actually like plays against. So when people ask us about like you know, yeah, who's we're the an teams, expert when he's not here. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but also like when they ask about AFL teams, like you always have strong opinions on like how you feel. Like it's different to what other people mm. think. Who's your? Let's go. I think they call it all team, all all NBA. Who's your, who's your who's your starting five for the season? First team, um, Shea. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell, uh, Giannis, Embiid, Jokic. Donovan Mitchell, I wouldn't have, wouldn't have yeah. called, called that. He'll be first. You've team. had, you've had a few games against him, or you just yeah. watch him closely. Uh no, we we've played him. I mean, he, he's, uh, we played him. I mean, twice this year. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember how he played against us, but I think he's definitely going to be in the first team. Mm. I'm sure there's players out there that publicly probably don't get recognised as well as they should. Is there any underrated players out there who you consider absolute superstars in the NBA that probably don't get the credits of? You know, the guys like Embiid and Jokic. Like, who are some guys that you really rate around the league um, that just really fly under the radar? Or not even, just... Fly, I think one guy that's flying, I mean, he's getting more notice. I think Mikael Bridges. Yeah. He was a dude that got traded. He was obviously on Phoenix where they had Booker, Paul, Aiton, and he went to Brooklyn, and he's like the man there now. So games. he'd be the one, but um, in terms of superstars, I think Booker, Booker's one. Uh, doesn't get as much love as he should, mm. but, I mean, they're all... You know, it's the NBA. There's a bunch of superstars in the league. Yeah. Is there any guys in the NBA you try and model your game off? Like, is like, yeah. Uh, like, even like for us, like you always watch certain players. Right? Yeah. Getting part of their game to try and add. You watch them right now? Yeah, yeah, I'll watch different Who, who do you like? Uh, I like watching, say, Bondapelli, yeah. Oliver. Petraka. Bigger mids. All the guys. You'd probably are watch the guys you similar to. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I might yeah. probably watch Lockie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still watch, yeah, probably watch him and Lockie as well. Yeah. Just like guys that are crafty around the ball. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't watch the wingers, mate. Uh, <laughs> Let them run, run, run up mate, and down so the bicep. There's no point watching them. But yeah, like all craft little elements yeah. like Penabry. Um, mm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, who do you? Um, I mean, I don't really watch players like that now, but before I was in the NBA, I loved to watch, you know, the bigger kind of point guards, uh, pass first guys. Um, you know, I love watching Luca when I was growing up, LeBron. Um, you know, a different one, I guess, Lonzo Ball. I love watching him. Yeah. Um, just the way he passed. He's a bigger point guard, but. 
uh, right now I wouldn't say I study you know other guys in the NBA but you know when I was a kid I loved to watch those guys yeah and the passing like it's the feature of your game but does that a lot of it would come natural like your, your natural ability but is it something you work on like how do you identify and see these passes that other players just don't seem to be able to make because arguably the best passer in the game in the NBA in your second yeah. season what's your view on it this book <laughs> we, we grew up playing together and I think... Did you beat him in one-on-one ever? No, that didn't happen. But <laughs> we used to run an offense. Uh, it's called the shuffle. It's like very famous. Not famous, but the Tigers of Andrew Gaze and Lindsey Gaze and whatever, they, they used to run it. And we used to run this, um, the shuffle offense, right? And it, it was always me and him. I was a point guard. He was our uh, feeder, which is like the four-man in the offense. And yeah. uh, all these plays would be like these tight uh, back cuts and these tight windows that we'd have to pass the ball through. And he was always the guy that I was passing it to. So I think a lot of my junior career, um, that's where my passing came from. And um, yeah, I mean, I've loved doing it since I was little. And as you get bigger, you see the pass over the defense a little bit more. So we've done it for years. And then I think went to the NBL, it translated and it's obviously translated, you know, in the NBA. So have you always been tall or you grew like? Uh, I have been since about when I was 14, 15. But yeah. when I was younger, I was, you know, a normal height. I wasn't too tall, but yeah. No, you'd, be a ruck, you'd be a ruck now, I reckon, if you're playing. Oh, yeah, yeah, no problem, yeah. <laughs> What about the footy? You like to follow it, obviously. Yeah. Um, you're always hitting the boys up, you know, who's uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> who's the team to beat this year and things yeah. like that. But uh, who are you looking forward to watching? Like, obviously, you're a Hawks man, but yeah. you're going to obviously get to a few games. You, yeah. Who do, you, who do you follow in terms of players and teams? Well, obviously, the ball magnets group. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I love um, – I mean, I like watching Collingwood. Yeah. Being a big Collingwood – well, I haven't been a big Collingwood fan, but fan. Um, a lot of the guys on the team, obviously, my mum and sisters are Collingwood yep. people, but – um, got, I've been, him in, got him into the rooms the other week. Yeah, no, they said that. So, um, but I mean, it's it's obviously tough to watch because of the time difference. You know, you guys are playing at three, four in the morning for us, so uh, it's not easy. But I'm definitely going to try um, get to a couple games. I was trying to get to the Anzac Day game, but yeah, no, we'll things didn't. Out, don't we? we'll yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to get to as many games as I can. Um, yeah, who's your pick for it? For the for the flag? Yeah. Who did I say? I said uh, you, you Brisbane. Picked four. You picked four teams, and they're Brisbane, all Melbourne, yeah, the Pies, and. You better say Carlton because he's. No, yeah, no, no. is that who I said? <laughs> no, mate, it's all right. No, what would have been Carlton? I don't know. Watch long, mate. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see, mate. We'll see. We'll see. Who's looking good now? Who's been the toughest team you played against this year, Chris? Uh, Adelaide, definitely. Yeah, they stitched Adelaide? yourself on the weekend. What yeah, there, that really? first quarter. Mate, that was sharp. Avalanche. Yeah. What were the crowds like in, you know, for two, did you play in Adelaide? In Adelaide? In uh, like yeah, around? we did. There was a gather round. So it was like a back to back game. So we had a game before us and then. We played St Kilda, so it was kind of weird. Two Melbourne-based teams playing. Was there any Adelaide. crowd? That was a crowd there, yeah. Yeah, ours was loud because we had the home crowd. Yeah, it was yeah. like I think it was they. They were saying they usually get 40, 45. There was like fifty-eight, I think. Yeah, yeah maybe might have been low fifties. Yeah, come to see you, Mayo, but come to see Big Crifter, mate. I didn't. They didn't <laughs> see much. Come to watch. I didn't see much that <laughs> night. Um, now they've been the sharpest, I reckon. But I reckon like you don't get a. F- like full read until mid-year because like all the fixture it's like hard to yeah. like, you know, like some teams have easier draws draws than others so yeah. it's hard though I reckon the comp's definitely the most even it's been since I've yeah. been in the, in the competition yeah definitely yeah you do mention the crowds as well though. that's one thing I've noticed since coming to Collingwood I'm like it feels like it's like a different game of footy you've obviously experienced it being at Carlton yeah. a massive club Hawthorne was big but you get to Collingwood round one I think it was eighty six thousand mm-hmm. round it's three be a big one at you know, yeah. Tuesday it'll be ninety plus yeah. at least yeah it's almost like the finals like atmosphere that you crave oh, and when you're younger it's, mm. you know you get to experience that in the home and away season it's definitely an advantage too like it's um when you get a home game that's full crowd like i think every well the only home game we've had was geelong i think that was 80 and then we got a sellout this week against saints yeah um, yeah 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 so that's on sunday is that a game on sunday yeah 
come along, mate. I'm, I was thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. When are we playing? You boys, we'll have to get you out. You have to uh, come to Carlton Collingwood as well. That'll be huge. That'll yeah, be good. Yeah, well, 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 go on by the ones last year. That'll be nice. Watching them on TV. Yeah, it's crazy. So everywhere you go now, it's like, oh, Collingwood and Carlton got fans just going at it, It's cool. It helps when the teams are up and about. What about, um, I heard you announced that you'll be playing for the Boomers as well. Mm. Yeah. That's pretty pretty epic. Something I know that you're very, I remember the first time we met, um, something you're always very passionate about was your loyalty to back home and mm. the, your country and hence, you know, even being a part of the Ball Magnets journey in Australian sporting app, like you're very loyal about that. Um, is that something you're really looking forward to? I am, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, last time I played for the Boomers was probably three or four years ago. I played in a, like a pre, like an early tournament with, um, yeah, we played against, I can't even remember who it was. It was some country that we, we beat one by 70 or whatever. Yeah. It, was in, it was in the Gold Coast, you know, a few years ago. And um, I haven't played with the Boomers since then. So uh, obviously the World Cup coming up, um, you know, hopefully, you know, gold medals on the table. Um, and, you know, hopefully we have everyone available and healthy. And uh, I think we've got a real chance of winning the gold. Will the USA bring a good squad out? Um, they'll bring, I mean, it's obviously going to be a good team regardless of yeah. who's playing. But, I mean, I know a few of the guys that are going to play, but... Um, in terms of if they have all the all-stars in the league, I don't I don't know who's going to play. Yeah. And why do you, like, obviously on pure talent, they're better than us. Like, you know, pure talent, yeah. I would say. But is it the team element that really brings the Aussie team together and the way we play together? Yeah, it is. I mean, talent-wise, they've got 10 of the best players in the world. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be hard to match talent with anybody around the world. But um, in terms of, like, team, I think I think that's why teams like Australia, Spain, with the, the core group that's been together for years, mm-hmm. uh, makes them so tough to, to beat. Um, although the U.S. hasn't had the talent, none of those guys have played together before. Yeah. So it's like putting 10 guys in a team and saying, go win a gold medal. Yeah. It's not easy to do. Mm. Um, so I think, yeah, Australia having that core group for so long is going to definitely be an advantage. Yeah. It's sort of a mix. you got the old guys now and the few young fellas coming up. Mm. Like, will Dyson Daniels and all that play as well? Or? I mean, yeah, uh, he's, he's available. Yeah, he's yeah. going to be there. Um, it's going to be, a, I mean, a, a is good... Is actually a selection squeeze? Is there in, in yeah. yeah, yeah. so he'll, he'll be in the squad, obviously. But um, I think he's going to be in the team. But, um, I mean, you never know with Boomers. It's such a good... You know, play a uh, pool of players to pick from. So there's going to be good players that miss out because um, the talent level's you know high right now. Who would you be closest with out of all the Aussie boys? Because do you guys sort of stick together over there? Like when you cross paths in games in the NBA, you always catch up. Yeah, I mean, most times when you're in a guy's city, um, I mean, you know, you see him before games, after games. Um, I mean, I'm probably closer with Dyson just because you know we're the same age. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we we lived together for two years in Canberra. So yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, when you're in the same city, yeah, guys usually uh, catch up and say what's up. Yeah. Do you have any like any guys from the Boomers that sort of mentor you, like a Joey? Yeah, Joe. Or? Joe was the big one before I was in the NBA. That you know I spoke to a fair bit because he played in Adelaide as, um, when he was younger as well. And yeah. uh, came into the NBA when he was 17, 18. So we had a, we had a lot to do with each other early days. And then um, yeah, we, we've I mean we still speak to net today. But in terms of mentoring, you know he was the one before I got to the NBA. Yeah, that's cool. So you got a few weeks off now. How, how do you switch off? Like that's the most important thing because I know what it's like after a season. Yeah. You get pretty cooked, fried mentally and physically. What's the uh, what's on for it? Um, not not much. Tiana. What are you laughing at, Tiana? <laughs> uh, not much. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to be doing a whole lot. I mean, this is kind of the only time for the off season we're going to get to chill out. So um, a lot of relaxing. Uh, see what happens. Yeah, uh, it's got got plenty to look forward to. And then when are you officially required back? Because when will, the, when will the season start again? Like you, you do like a, we call it pre-season, but yeah. training camp. Like we have training camp. It's it's five days. It's from uh, end of September. It's five like, days. So every, everyone prepares that. That's their, so good. Yeah. <laughs> like, so you, you'll get your own trainer? Yeah, I you mean, Trevor Jordan, Lolly? Yeah, I chose he's in He's in LA. So I work, if I'm there, I'll work out with him. But um, yeah, guys, I mean, guys don't get back to August here until September. Yeah. And we play, we'll play pickup, we'll lift weights, we'll work out. And then 
We don't actually start preseason until September 20, it's like five or something. Yeah. We have Monday to Friday training camp, five days, and then that's mm-hmm. like preseason. Then we play a couple of preseason games and so start the season. the culture of it, isn't it? Yeah. So it's basically upon yourself to be ready. Yeah. And a lot of guys would not be ready, I assume, but the ones that are very dedicated yeah. and have long careers. That's why they typically yeah. keep the young guys in OKC because they've never had an off season, so they don't know how to, you know. What to do. Yeah, so yeah. for the first, you know, year or two, they keep them there just to show them, you know. How to get you know stay stay healthy stay fit yeah and then once you get older they kind of let you go you know on your own yeah. so what training do you do like is it like more cross train or like running or like we do a boat we do a bit of both uh, i mean when i was uh, i mean a week would look like you say monday you know you lift weights you play pickup tuesday you might be out on the turf you know doing um sprinting drills agility stuff then we could be in the sand then you know it's kind of like chopped and chased throughout the week so yeah. a couple weight sessions couple speed agility stuff so um, yeah, they mix it up a bit. And they kind of they try to make it fun because if you're stuck in Oklahoma for too long and you're not mm. you know, having fun, I'm mean, quiet. Yeah, it's not yeah, a whole lot going on. Gotta get out. Well, what's the, what's like the longest run you'd do? Like, is he not distance wise? Oh, uh, <laughs> 50 meters. <laughs> no, not even. Not even. Maybe 20, 20 yeah. meters. They, 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 the wrong sport, I think. Yeah, yeah, I know. It'd be uh, nice. The big bull just get him on the basketball court, get you in the key. I don't think I'd be able to jump, mate. So. Um, yeah, so what, with, with your training as well, like, obviously, the next few weeks while you're here, we'll be shooting some of your training programs, which we're pumped to do and to share that with the Ball Magnets community. So first of all, talk a little bit about, you know, why you're on the journey with us. You're a co-owner of Ball Magnets. I'm not sure if we've publicized that well enough, but a little bit about that and then what you also want to share through the Ball Magnets platforms um, with up and coming Australian basketballers. Yeah, well, you know, the big reason I got on was, um, I think this is an awesome thing, you know, especially for younger kids. And I know if I was a young kid and this was around, um, this would have obviously been something I would have used, you know, every day um, to learn from, you know, you boys, the best players in the league, AFL league, and then, um, you know, Aaron, obviously, uh, myself, you know, doing basketball. So um, it's such a wide variety of options for these kids to choose from. And, you know, not even kids, you know, you can be older and yeah, for sure. you know, want to get in. So, uh, you know, the age range for this is um, is non-existent. I yeah. mean, it's, it's available for everybody. And uh, as I said, if I was a kid, you know, a young kid had this growing up, it would have been something I used all the time. We've said the exact same thing. That was, the, I guess, the initial passion of it all and then to branch out and you know get to know you really well and for you to be taking over the basketball thing is something we're super pumped about and what other ideas you have like you know obviously with some teammates over in the states you'll be able to get some access to some of the best coaches and best players in the world what are you sort of thinking with that element in football yeah Uh, i think that's another part um just just being you know playing in another country um it opens up you know to a whole bunch of other people um obviously my trainer jordan who uh, is one of the best that trains, you know, some of the best players in the world. Um, is going to be available. He trained Jordan. Uh, he trains, you know, Clay Thompson, Zach Levine. So he, he's got a number of, you know, NBA guys. He worked out Carmelo Anthony for a bit in the in the summer. So uh, he's got some of the best players in the league. But um, just, just having guys like that who are able to come on uh, ball mags as well, um, be doing drills, things like that. Um, they're the guys I learn from. So yeah. I can only imagine how good of a teacher they're going to be, um, you know, for kids to learn off. Hundred percent. No, well, we're looking forward to the next few weeks and. Um you might be able to take him for a run. That's probably the only thing we can bet him in at the moment. <laughs> we should have a shoot off though, some sort of three point. Well, after contest. my last uh, last effort, I might just sit out of that one. Remember that we played. Oh, it, it was were you throwing up air balls? Oh, man, I got knocked out in the first three <laughs> shots. I think, so. We got footage of that. Yeah. So replay that badly. Pass, if you can. pass first point guard. I think we can't shoot. So. Yeah, oh, that's good. Happy um, days. So when you get on the plane, you go up and players turn left. Yeah. And we all our students at the front of the plane. Yeah, I could imagine there'd be some pretty pretty big pots on the uh, on the table for some flights as well. Oh, yeah. When the air goes get kicked in. <laughs> yeah. Big player that's coming back for you guys is Chet. Yep. Yeah, he's going to be huge for our team. I mean, just having that rim protector, uh, you know, that guy that can you know crash the glass for us. Um, he does it all, you know, offensively. So he's going to hopefully take our team to another level. And 
um, you know, playing in a pick and roll with him is going to be a lot of fun for, for a guy like me who loves to pass the ball. So 